Buckle up, y'all. We have an important episode today. I'm Steven, or Esteban, depending on who you ask, the creator of Wayward Muse, the media company dedicated to mixing culture and cocktails. Besides this stellar podcast with notable guests, we have a web series and other resources available at our website, yourwaywardmuse.com. There you can explore Chicago, our blog, or support us by checking out our swag. Thanks for tuning in, and let's dive into the good stuff. Joining us on the show today, we have Denver pie maker John Hinman, owner of Hinman Pies and executive director of Chow, Aaron Boyle. If you don't know, Chow, or Culinary Hospitality Outreach and Wellness, which is an organization of individuals employed in the hospitality industry. They support each other's mental wellness through shared stories, learned skills, and available resources. Thank you both for joining us at Wayward Muse. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. I wanted to dive right in and Chow's focus is on peer-led meetings. Could you tell our listeners exactly how that plays out? We have weekly meetings. There are four weekly meetings right now, um, one on Monday and Wednesday, and they're open for everyone. And then we have one on Tuesday for all women and one on Tuesday for uh, Spanish speaking. And they're, they're all peer-led. So that means that everyone that is in the meeting is in the hospitality industry and there's no clinical person uh, presiding and and giving us uh, diagnoses or um, or guiding us. We're we're just supporting each other. Yeah, we'd like to say you know the power of hearing your story come out of coming out of somebody else's mouth is really life changing. So we share our experiences and our troubles and our solutions. Um, we try to stay really solution based less in the, um, you know, you can come and say you had a tough day, but overall we're trying to stay more solution orientative and and preventative. We're more of a preventative group than a reactionary group. I think it's very true in our industry. It can be isolating with just the structure of, you know, the time that a lot of people are getting off of work. If you're getting off at 3 a.m. and, you know, you're just going back home and finding comfort in a few beers, it it can keep you from having a good, healthy relationship with your mental well-being. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And and it, what we're here for is to kind of talk about that that downtime. Um, so as a group, we can discuss maybe some ideas of what are you doing at 2 a.m. when you get off? How are you mm-hmm. winding down um, instead of instead of drinking? What what are you doing? So again, there's no right fit for anyone, but there might be some suggestions that people can try out. Yeah. And it's peer led. So how does, how does that meeting work when it comes to topics? Is it just like, is there a pre-planned topic of like discussing overworking or is it just whatever comes up naturally? Uh, Since COVID we've had a life coach on Mondays, uh, every other Mm -hmm. Monday, and then we have a speakers group. So uh, the life coach comes on Monday and they always have a topic for us, whether it's, um, you know, success or fear of success or stress or passion, um, resentment, passions, you know, the, the normal things that kind of bug us in our heart, the things that, that give us some brick walls in our lives that we, that, you know, we are too scared to face or mm-hmm. would rather take the long way around, you know, and just avoid. Um, and, and then we discuss, you know, our, our, um, our experiences with those topics. So, you know, it's not about, hey, what did you cook today and what are you doing? It's like, hey, how are you feeling, comma, really, you know, and 
we, we go from that uh, particular position. Um, you know, I joke that, you know, I, I'm the craziest one in the room. That's why I started this group. Mm-hmm. You know, I need this group more than the group needs me, especially now because I'm it's summertime and my business is jamming along and there are no, there is no downtime, you know? So uh, that's something I'm struggling with today. So who else would these meetings be good for? I mean, people who are swamped in the industry, just anybody, or what do you think? Um, I think that they're, you know, Chow's open to farmers, writers, line cooks, uh, delivery drivers, anybody that touches the hospitality industry, you know, and, and it's just such a high strung community. And, you know, who, you know, I missed my mother's 50th birthday, you know, probably cooking for somebody else's mother's 50th birthday. You know, how silly is that? Yeah. You know, but why, why do I do that? You know, why is that more important? I mean, we kind of ask those questions as well. So it's anybody who's like um, an overachiever in giving <laughs> can yeah. show up, I would say, you know. And yeah, again, they, they're open for everyone in the industry. Um, even if you've recently left the industry, that I, I think the common ground of we all know what the work is like, so we don't have to start with, let me tell you why my job is hard. Yeah. We all know. So we, we can start off with, okay, my, uh, y'all know my job is hard. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you where it hurts. And I think it's really unique and interesting too, that you also add industry adjacent things are, are different to the industry as well. Like the agricultural side, the, you know, delivery side of things, people forget that restaurants uh, and I mean, they were reminded during COVID that restaurants employ so many more people than just those that are serving the food and cooking it. And they were all yeah, affected by the pandemic. Correct. And you never know what the farmer's going through, you know, we're having a hard year on strawberries, you know, and everybody's pounding the poor farmer about strawberries, you mm-hmm. know, and he's out there working his butt off. So somebody can have a great strawberry shortcake, you know, I, I bet you that's a lot of stress out there in the heat. And what's the difference of the heat of the sun digging in the dirt as, mm-hmm. you know, standing over a hot grill and, uh, knocking out food as fast as you can. And I think the meetings would be really useful too, because it would help people gain a better perspective of where, you know, their livelihood is coming from. If they, you know, or there's a distributor in the room and there there is someone who's, you know, a butcher in the room, they they can see every step and how everyone's mental health can be affected by the industry. So I think that's another very unique thing that could come out of these meetings. Well, we, we've spent so long uh, being really careful about having sustainable ingredients and making sure we've got the, the farm to table and mm-hmm. you know where things are coming from. But it's it's now time to focus on the sustainability of the employee, right? Can that can the line cook continue being a line cook until they're 60? Can yeah. the, the, the farm hand keep picking until they're 60? And if not, why not? And how can we change And I think that's become such a a relevant question, too, as we analyze our industry as well, because so many people have had the chance to actually sit back and look at it, be like, why do I want to do these things? And we've seen a a pretty massive exodus and career swap from people deciding, you know what, it's not, I don't like being in an abrasive environment. I don't like being in a place where I'm not appreciated. Exactly. I think during the pandemic that people had you know, three Friday and Saturday nights off and Mm -hmm. and stopped and thought like, what the hell am I doing with my life? I can go down and get a job, you know, another $15 an hour job 
somewhere else and have my weekends and my family and oh my god there might be health benefits too yeah you know? crazy right pay time um, off pay time off i was yeah, up that- doing sales in the mountains uh all last week and every single place i went to tried to hire me you know i'm like no i'm selling you pies i don't want to be a pastry chef anymore you know yeah but, uh, like do you want a job a <laughs> yeah and and they're offering $25 an hour at you know the finest hotels in Aspen and mm-hmm. a place to stay i mean they used to be a very hard job to get now they're they're begging, begging for anybody yeah so it's a good time for opportunity yeah and i think there's a negotiation that we can have being you know coming up at the table when you're interviewing is like i need you know, to have a good work-life balance. And it's something that everyone deserves to have at any level of employment. Uh, You also have a program called Amuse Training, uh, a mental health training designed for the hospitality industry. I'd like to know more about it. I think it's a great name and and I'd like to know who it's designed for. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, our Amuse Training was designed by a, um, our outreach coordinator who is, um, she's got a couple degrees. I can't remember what they are. I'm sorry. Um, Cause she we can, went, we can tag it in. No worries. Great. Yeah. <laughs> she, she left the industry um, to get into this kind of mental health work. And now she's back in the kitchens because it's so hard for all of us to leave, but she's mm-hmm. designed this training to be a, a small bite of mental health and substance use disorder information. Basically it's, it's a six hour course that's spread out over four weeks and it just gives people the language for what mental health and substance use is and warning signs, things to look for in yourself and in your coworkers, and then how to support someone that is going through recovery or dealing with a, a mental health issue. That would be seriously invaluable too. just thinking about how many people everyone knows who, you know, whether they're battling with substance abuse or those, like everyone has something that's come up while working in the industry. And so to have the language would really provide uh, a real sense of power and control over things that don't really ever feel that way. That's amazing. Um, exactly. And as Jan said, John said earlier, we, we like to focus on prevention. So I think this is a good way for people to, again, have the language to look for warning signs so that they know what's happening to themselves or their coworkers and go, Hey, okay, something's happening. Maybe I should uh, look into next steps for, for self-care. And so is this like a course, like is it being led week by week and you're with a group or is it like a pre-recorded thing that you have access to? Uh, It's a course led with a group. Uh, So there are, there are two proctors in each that will lead guide you through it so that you have the opportunity to ask questions, share stories, and it's an hour and a half a week for four weeks. And we just got a grant to cover offering it for a year. So we'll be able to offer this uh, running cyclically for the next 12 months, which means if you can make it to two of the classes in July, Mm-hmm. Then you can make up the other two in August or do one a month or whatever works with your schedule. There's no certification that you'll get. You'll get a document that says that you completed the training, mm-hmm. but th- this is in no way <laughs> makes you qualified to diagnose anyone or um, 
you, you won't be a mental health professional at the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's really just more to provide a language for you to understand, you know, yourself and, and maybe a little bit about the other people around you with some empathy, I think, right? Exactly. Yeah, to raise some awareness. Melinda Dorn is our outreach coordinator. Mm-hmm. And she's actually helping us out from Minnesota. Okay. Up in my neck of the woods. Yeah, it was it, once we... Once COVID hit, we went national by accident. Um, John took the, the meetings to the virtual space and people needed an outlet. And they, they found us through Facebook or uh, through our website. And we've got folks from all over the country calling in now. Which I think is another one of those like hidden benefits of the pandemic is instantly we were able to realize, oh, I can connect with anyone, anywhere with the technology that we have. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how fast we adapted too. I mean, for so long people were like, oh, I'm not FaceTiming, I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. In, in, 20, in 12 hours, everybody's like, are you there? Are you alive? You know, this is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's changed the world. And so to enroll in that program, would they just find it on your website? Yep, they'll find that on the website. Uh, we'll have links to it on, on our Facebook page and our Instagram. And um, they can sign up for our newsletter and that will also um, give them whatever the the best up-to-date information that we have. And you both, because you are running and operating Chow, have a very unique perspective as well on the industry. I would be curious to know what we would uh, say to the folks that are now just beginning to return to the workforce and and are trying to navigate those decisions and possibly how Chow could help them in that development? I think um, it's a two-sided coin. It's how do you support the chefs that can't find work right now mm-hmm. who are, um, you know, we, I went to this really famous hotel in Aspen, um, the St. Jerome, and they said the chef couldn't meet us because he was on the, the line, you know? Mm-hmm. So the executive chef of the Jerome Hotel was actually on the line, you know, which is like yeah. unheard of at that place. So how do you support that dude and then also support people that are, are coming into the industry now, too, with mm-hmm. different ideas of, of how their, what's the word I'm looking for, employment, you know, is going to work. They're going to be looking for 40 or 50 hours. They're going to be looking for a little bit more, more money. It turns out that, you know, the most valuable, sustainable item in the, in the restaurants are the people, you know, and that's starting to turn inward. And that's a, that's a different thing because we are a... a a community of just doers. You know, we don't have a to-do list. We just do until yeah. it's done. It's either done or we're, you know, knocked out dead, you know, but it's just do. It's not a, not a to-do thing. So um, it's like, how is that mentality going to flip in the, in the kitchen? I think we're going to see a, a whole bunch of new perspectives on that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, th- I think it's hard for the, the folks that are already working um, that are now, overworked, like John, John was saying, with the executive chef on the line, folks who are who have jobs are being asked to work more than ever. And then folks who are, who are looking for the right fit, the right position, it, it's challenging for everyone. And then we've all, we've got the additional what's going on with COVID, right? Um, mm-hmm. Are people being honest about being vaccinated? I know there's a lot of um, nervous nervousness and anxiety about who is at the table I'm approaching. Um, 
who am I serving? Are the, is this safe? And then with the, the, um, the changes in, in the, the, the disease, we don't, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, so really with true. all, yeah, I mean, it's, it's scary for folks. So I think with all that uncertainty, um, Chow is here to support folks if they just want to sit and listen in on a meeting um, and see what it's like and hopefully get some relief. I know we've had a, a couple members just listen and they found found that really helpful just to know that not only is this happening to other people, but it's happening to people in Vermont and Chicago and Lake Tahoe. Um, and there's there's some relief there. I also, there are also resources and it seems to be really well integrated in your, in your system for people to become sponsors and volunteer. If people who are listening uh, feel led to, how would you recommend that they best assist Chow with uh, their continued growth? So the, the sponsorship, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, John. Go ahead, Aaron. Nope. Go ahead. I was just going to say the sponsorship option is on the website and um, as any business it takes money to keep us going. So um, there are very clear links to what you get out of being a sponsor and um, and, and what that money would go towards. Um, as far as volunteering, we, we don't have like um, a ton of events yet, but we mm. would really like to show up at some of the food and wine events and let people know about Chow. We also always need help getting the word out. So if people want to send emails or go out to restaurants and, and help us spread the word, that would be fantastic. And for our, our volunteers, we have established an employee assistance program, which means that um, an employee assistance program covers clinical individual therapy, life coaching, and uh, financial coaching. And all we ask in return is that to get covered by that is that a volunteer helps us out for 40 hours a year. And that will cover them and their family to get all those um, mental health services. That's incredible. to Because if you think about how much those things usually cost on their own for only 40 hours a year to help any and always with helping and programs like that too, there's a real sense of um, accomplishment uh, and fulfillment. So you're getting the sense of fulfillment by helping to volunteer for a place. And then you're also getting all those benefits that are going to help you grow for the rest of your life. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was important to our group to make sure that anyone that's helping us with the community had the support to do this kind of work. The, the last question I, I want to ask regarding the whole thing, we've talked about these meetings and we've talked about what they can do for people, but I would be really interested to know what you all have gained from sharing your story and what that has done for your mental health. I can say that, you know, it's really helped me maintain, regain and maintain my life. Um, you know, Chow was founded, I have 10 years of sobriety and I went to meetings uh, to do that. And I don't remember what was said at my first meeting, but I remember how I felt when I walked out of there. And I hadn't been in a room just chock full of truth like that mm -hmm. in my entire life. And I think this is the biggest thing that separates Chow from a lot of the other restaurant groups out there. We don't, you know, we work in the solution. We're very honest with each other. You will definitely hear your story come out of somebody else's mouth for sure. 
And, you know, it takes away that aloneness. There's, um, you know, and we don't just, we interact in person. And a lot of these other online uh, restaurant, you know, communities, you know, allow for people to put up their complaints, but there's no solution on the other end. So somebody will say, hey, I worked 80 hours a week this week and made $10 an hour, then my car blew up. And instead mm-hmm. of offering a solution, you know, in the comments, everybody's allowed to blast and jump on that train with them, you know, and get yeah. righteous. And um, that's not, a, you know, that's not really a solution to get angrier and angrier. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how, how do we stem that anger and um, look at things from another perspective, you know? And I think um, talking... Do, do you really need that 10 hour, you know, $10 yeah. an hour job? You know, what can you do to change your situation? You know, and a lot of people just feel stuck. And, and if they quit that, they'll never get another job or, you know, um, Chow's very supportive in, in helping people find their place, I think, in the world and in their hearts. Yeah. Hearing you describe that uh, made me realize something. It's like speaking to people in person about these topics makes it more truthful than you would in like, let's say an industry page where everyone's just like, oh, well, well, fuck that person for not tipping you. And then like everyone just gets angry and angrier. You're right. That's not like a healthy, like the vitriol you can find online when people are discussing things is not equivocate to the, the truth that you can get to by actually sharing your story. Exactly. And having some solution and a way out of that problem, you know? And yeah. and my mind is like a concrete bunker. I mean, you let me latch on to some resentment like that and I, and I won't let go, you know, in mm-hmm. a room my whole day. And, um, I can ruin my own day just fine. I don't have to have somebody else do it for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's the, there's a saying, I think it's, um, anger, uh, is the only poison that the, the maker drinks or something like it's only going to uh, hurt you or it's something like I, that. I know the resentment one is, is yeah. like, uh, resentment is like taking the poison and hoping that the other person dies. Ah, uh, yeah. That's that. I think that's what, what it is. I, w- I was just going to say, I, I, I feel the same way as John, like we, uh, when we're in these meetings, um, someone, I think it was Jensen Cummings, uh, told us that it felt like a, a post shift hangout mm-hmm. without the drink. So it, again, it's that space to share with people that, that what's really going on in your life in this, um, and be as open as you want. And, and hear other people's relatable stories. And even though, you know, may, my car might still have a flat tire or my boss might still be a jerk, I mm-hmm. feel lighter. Like, like I've been seen, I've been heard and understood. And I know that there's a group that, that cares about, about me and what's going on. Yeah. And who knows? Somebody might've let me borrow a new car. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll get a new job out of it. I mean, it does turn yeah. into a bit of networking as well. Even for Aaron, you know, she had no plans of being an, an executive director of anything. Nope. And then COVID <laughs> hit and Kaboom. she lost her job. I had Chow, but I had to convert my business and she was really helping me with Chow. And I just said, well, why don't you be the executive director? And she said, I don't know anything about executive directing. And I said, neither do I. So let's, let's try it. And here we are today. <laughs> here we know? are today. <laughs> Having this amazing conversation. Well, I wanted to thank you both for taking the time to joining us and sharing what Chow is all about. It, it warms my heart when there are initiatives like this that are helping the industry folks. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate yeah. your time. 
Of course. Um, and just to put a button on it, uh, what's the name of uh, your website? So that way people can go right from this episode to going and becoming part of that community. www.chowco.org. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, John. I appreciate your time. I have one last uh, question. Would you mind if I read our preamble? Um, This is how we start out every meeting. Um, I'd love that. Yeah. Okay. So it's hello, food, hospitality community, chefs, servers, owners, suppliers, farmers, and writers. This group is us helping us. If that means quitting something, it's quitting self-destruction. All that we do crazier than other persons, drink or drug, work or worry, depress or die. If us helping us means starting something, it's help, us helping each other to take back our lives. This group is a safe place to come and to share, to find support, to hear new ideas, and to create a community. We work in a dangerous profession. There aren't too many like it. Perhaps firefighting and rock and roll come close. It can suck out every ounce of your soul. We generally don't do neutral. It's either full throttle forward or full throttle reverse. Our list is less to do than just do. Sure, we make great meals and contented tables, but there's an often mere more, 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 now, now, now. This group can help each of us slow that down, take a pause, and reconsider what matters. Come join us. And y'all, important announcement, we're off next week, doing some filming, very exciting, not gonna tell you any details, I'm going to LA. But anyway, talk to y'all later. Have a good week. Bye.